Let's go ahead and get that in. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really live. Lord, forgive me, pay my tithes. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in the console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. It's Thursday night, and make no mistake, you're in the right place to be. This is the Taco Show. What's going on with you? It is your girl, Toya D. Ready to be with y'all for another night. You know where to follow me at right there on that side of the screen at the bottom. Also, at Higher Definition LEC on Instagram. Y'all make sure y'all come find me over there. I got some inspiration and some push for you from week to week. Before we go around to these other people, I want to introduce a friend of the show tonight that we're going to be rocking with. Just so y'all know who's in the square below me. Uh, this is the homie, Sunhee. Sunhee is an amazing scholar, um, an amazing thinker, an amazing arguer, and, and, and orator, um, and has done some amazing things both inside her academic career, but also in terms of the social sphere. And so we're going to get into some of that later because we have Black people, Black people don't, you know, one of our segments that we have her on the show coming up later. So we're going to talk to Sunhee a little bit more. Sunhee, say what's up to the people. Hey, everybody. Yeah, the homie gang gang. But outside of me and Sunhee, there's some other people on here. What's going on? Y'all was good. Y'all know what's up, man. It's Damo, the political plug, the chop up show. We're here. We have a guest. We're talking Supreme Court confirmation. Very interesting perspective that I have on that. You know what I mean? But also, one of my, we'll be talking about something else that I'm very interested in and I'm ready to get in this dialogue. So let's get it. Definitely. Yeah, man. George Lee, AKA Countess Lee. Don't forget the Lee. Shout out to y'all in the comment section, man. Y'all, 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 y'all keeping it groovy like an Oscar Pop movement, entertaining as well. Um, yeah, I look a little sleepy. I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? I gotta bounce back in the morning. We good, but listen up. Somebody said trans women should just start their own lead. You wouldn't support them either. Mm-hmm. That's my that response to that. Like you wouldn't respond, you you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you don't support women's sports, you feel me, at all. So creating mm-hmm. trans women lead, you wouldn't support them either. So it's just like they don't want to talk like, about it. We ain't gonna go down a rabbit hole in this particular yeah. show. It's already <laughs> late. But trust me, when at the appointed time, we're gonna get into this whole trans athlete controversy because we know it's a sticking point for a lot of people, even a lot of people who maybe typically agree with us. Typically, it's it's a, it's a touchy subject for a lot of folks when we start pulling back the layers, is what I'm seeing. So we'll get there one night. It just won't be two nights. But shout out to y'all and, and Lee just dropped the mic and said y'all wouldn't support them neither. You know, that's a word. Um, we got everybody in here. Y'all already know. George, before we move on, uh, tell the people. You said you got to get out of here. What you doing? Uh, yeah, man. Hey, yeah, this weekend, shout out to everybody in Tampa Bay, Florida. I'll be in Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Pride. Me, me and the one and only Amaya Scott will be having a conversation, you know, uh, about multiple things. Being an ally, careers, trans disclosure. Um, we're gonna be getting into a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a, a great conversation. I know we got a little feedback happening in the mic, so I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I can definitely hear it. So we're kind of working on that um and figuring out what's good. We also lost the plug, so we're hoping that he pops back in. But in the meantime, um, I think we're gonna go ahead and jump into this conversation with Sunny. Um, I wanna rock with her largely because uh she does a lot of amazing things, um, and I've seen her grow. And evolve uh, from a high school kid, you know what I'm saying, trying to find her stride and really get into her activity, which is debate. We all debate as you know, we find the debaters are some unique people. Uh, but son, he did LD, right? Then we can debate, which is even more kind of gangster than what me and Donald did by yourself. 
You just in the trenches, like whatever you got for me, I'm about to, I'm gonna handle you. But Sonya was cold with it. Um, from there, uh, went ahead and transitioned to uh, Stanford University, where she continued her debate career, but was also uh, an amazing, an amazing student who got your bachelor's degree in African American studies and then your master's in sociology, right? And, and you were saying, now, I'm gonna teach your horn just a little bit more because I'm gonna we still, I know we still kind of feedback a little bit, so we're gonna work through that. But this is in a boot camp for coding, right? So now you're getting into tech and kind of finding that lane and doing your thing there. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, for Black People Don't Tonight, our segment is about none of those things that I just talked about in terms of something. You'll be surprised. My segment is about none of that. Instead, tonight, we are going to talk about Black people in cosplay. Right, black people in cosplay. And the reason why is that, you know, in terms of what black people don't do, uh, we don't really see huge, largely a lot of people oh have. God. I didn't know what cosplay was till I got on TikTok. <laughs> and oh and I mean, I didn't really start to understand what cosplay was or stop and paid enough attention until I saw Megan Megan and Stallion start getting into it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that is just like, hmm. And I also I think because of that, I have a lot of uh, stereotypical kind of reactions to it, a lot of interesting reactions to it. I think, you know, when we talk about uh, not alternative in terms of marginalized, but alternative Black culture, right, we, we start getting into a lot of the more intricate, less than mainstream things that Black people do. And so tonight, it's all about Sunhee talking about the cosplay world and getting us a little bit more introduced to that. Uh, so, Sunhee, what's up? I, I, real quick, I want you to take a chance to tell people anything that I might have left out Anything that you think other people should know about you, your interest, your background, tell us a little bit more about you from your own perspective. Yeah, sure. Also, is the feedback better or? It is. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm from Newark, New Jersey. That's where I grew up. Uh, and as you said, I went to Stanford University for college, which was really fun. Um, now I live in Texas where I'm a high school teacher, even though I look like I'm still in high school. <laughs> um, and that's been really fun. Problem with it. He's not a tall person. So I imagine <laughs> you blend in with him too, for real. Yeah, definitely. They push it sometimes. But <laughs> um, I teach teach debate there still. So I'm still a debate coach. And I also teach world history to students who don't want to take history. So that's been really cool. And I think that's probably a lot of my identity right now being a high school teacher. So yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. Well, I know I have a couple questions for you. I know uh, the plug and consciously have developed some questions and we'll be tapping into some of the things that you're talking yeah. about. But I'm gonna go ahead and get the conversation started by being a little nosy. Uh, because a couple weeks ago, when I asked you if you wanted to be a part of the show, you were like, how ironic. I'm actually out here getting a costume right now for some cosplay. So if you don't mind, could you talk to us about kind of, I don't know if that's the latest thing you bought or like the latest kind of cosplay thing you really got into. But what was that about when I when I had hit you up? What, what did you get? What was it for? Yeah, that's actually a great segue for me being a high school teacher because I was getting that costume to cosplay with my student. <laughs> Um, so I dressed up as Tanjiro from this anime called Demon Slayer. I highly recommend it. You should definitely watch it. Um, and so they're a big sister or big brother, little sister combo. So I dressed up as the big brother. She dressed up as the little sister because uh, she was in the top 5% of school and they always reward them with a photo shoot. So we decided to do an anime cosplay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm about to get viral now, man. Hey, so yeah, so they're, they're going to, like, frame it and everything. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing on social media. But listen up. For the people in the chat, in too, I really, I know what it is, but I don't know how to define it. 
Like, what is cosplay? Yeah, so cosplay isn't just an anime thing. Usually cosplay just has to do with dressing up like a character. So it can be dressing up like a Marvel character. It can be dressing up like um, any cartoon character that you really like, or as a lot of people see now, dressing up like anime. Um, but usually it's comics and anime that people associate cosplay with. Right, and to be clear, cosplay is costume play, right? Cos is short for costume, right? Right. Uh, so, I think so. <laughs> I think we all use our costume, our, not our cons, costume, but our context clues. Uh, in a that um, I think, because I'm pretty sure that's kind of what it means. So, with cosplay, you did it for your students. Oh, you, real, real quick, you shouted out Demon Slayer. So, I have this issue a lot. And, and the plug has, has, he's tried, he has attempted to work with me on this, and it wasn't successful. But I, I, I want to watch anime, I want to get into it. I just, I don't know if I found what's for me. So, is Demon Slayer like an accessible, do you think? type of uh, anime for people to get into if they're not really into anime already. Like okay, this. potentially, because it's kind of motivational and you're like, wow, he really goes through a lot. But here's what I always say to people when they start anime. Everyone always wants to recommend the popular ones, but really you should watch things based off of the genres that you already like, right? So mm -hmm. if you like rom-coms, watch a rom-com anime. If you like psychological thrillers, watch a psychological thriller. There's so many different types. If you like horror, there's horror ones like, don't just watch what everybody else is watching. Watch the things that you actually are interested in, and then you'll probably find your fit, you know? You know, I was talking to, I know somebody we know mutually, oh. Kane, uh, and Kane was telling me, I think I think that was the first time Kane and then um, uh, uh, Yehong uh, were two people who I've had separate conversations with about anime, and they blew my mind telling me that there were so many different genres out there to get into, right? That, you know, like you said, if you like rom-coms, if you like sports, they were like, it's basketball. Uh, animes. And I was just like, what are you saying to me? These I know exactly which one they're talking about, too. It's amazing. Wow, right. But, okay, so I'm, I'm getting the vibes. I'm uh, blown a little bit. <laughs> like, wait, wait. I had to look it up, because you know me, I'm a, I'm a, what, shout out to Iggy in the car in the chat. Research on me search. It's still in context, y'all. The term mm -hmm. cosplay was was coined in Japan in the year 1984, and it's a very popular thing among all genders. Cosplay costumes actually grew out of out of costuming conventions created in the first world science fiction convention in 1939. Hmm. A little history for you. As we come here, education is always going to be elevation. So I love the way that Lee is making sure we frame a lot of this stuff so that we get some knowledge and pulling from it. Because you said 1939? Yeah, uh, 1939 is where cosplay costumes grew out of convention. But the term <laughs> was first coined in 1984 in Japan. Okay, got you. And so we got international vibes here, you know what I'm saying, which is also interesting because, you know, anytime you see American Black folk really getting into international culture or really finding themselves or something that they can relate to outside of the continent itself and even in the continent, right? Like, I think whatever you have American Black people reaching out beyond the borders and the territories we've been presented as ours and really start to explore the playground of the world, you end up with inspiration and people finding themselves to cosplay. So I think that's dope. Um, so, so with that, you know, kind of unique international influence. How, like, where did the decision to get into cosplay? Like, it's one thing to watch the animes. It's one thing to know that this culture exists. It's one thing, but well, how did you get to the point where you like, I need a costume. I want to look like that. I'm going to do my makeup. I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to with a bunch of different color hair. So how did you get to the point where you like, I want to do cosplay as opposed to just know about it? Yeah, well, not to like go too far back, but I've just been watching anime for a very very long time like it was my childhood i grew up in a church that was mostly full of japanese people 
Um, oh. So, yeah. So instead of watching like, I don't know, Cat Dog or whatever, I was watching Studio Ghibli films or Pokemon or like Cardcaptor Sakura or whatever. So uh, it's no always been a part. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like sometimes when people make reference to those cartoons, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so um, that's what I grew up with. And so once I started having my own money and my own resources, I'm like, why not do things that I'm interested in? And it started essentially for Halloween. So I was like, instead of dressing up like something regular, not to dis anyone's Halloween costumes, but I was like, let me actually dress up like the characters that I really love. And I think it started after I graduated from college because ironically to get into Stanford, I gave up anime because I was obsessed. <laughs> so I re got into anime after I graduated. And since I was still in that like, oh, I'm back. I decided to dress up as Todoroki, which is the picture we were talking about before. But yeah. <laughs> you oh, you're muted. <laughs> Whoops, I'm back. When you say you were obsessed with it and you had to give it up, like what is you? What do you mean when you say obsessed with it? Like just, just yeah, watching all day and night, the culture of it. Like yeah, kind of just like watching a lot of TV, but like watching a lot of anime, and I'm like, I need to study, so I needed to give it up, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So <laughs> what, what was the yeah? Hold on, what was the first time? When was the first like the first time you did anime? I mean, you did or watched it? No, first oh. time you did cosplay. Oh, cosplay! That would probably be I think right after I graduated. So like Halloween of 2019, that was the first time I did it. Hmm. And so, where, where, where you said Halloween of 2015? 2019. 2019. And so, how was, were you nervous? Like, what was the, because to me, like, it's very, you know, Halloween, I guess, is the time for you to be more vulnerable, for you to be like, I'm just going to kind of shoot this shot and get out there with it. But was it, was, was there an emotional investment? You just like, I'm going to try this out? Like, Oh, there was definitely an emotional investment, but also it's the Leo rising in me. I was ready to have a photo shoot. I was ready to do everything because I was like, I know this costume is about to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't really nervous. I was excited to show people it. Um, and also it's really, I don't know. I mean, other people in the comments are, who watch anime, you understand this feeling like when you go out and you have an anime reference and people are like, hey, I know where that's from. That's yeah. basically what that whole Halloween was because I had red and white hair and like a scar on my face. So if you know, you know, I'm right? Not gonna like, I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to like anime, even <laughs> cosplay and like, especially like I told you, like I was really interested in, you know, Megan is I think the biggest example in our culture of somebody who's just like, I really love this shit. And I know y'all not expecting this, but I really love this cosplay shit or I really love this anime shit. And so following her on Twitter and seeing her post pictures uh, of her photo shoots, post pictures or have conversations with people about anime, I was just, I always felt like I was on the outside looking in of the cool kids club that I like, I was just like, I don't even know how to break into it. I just feels like too much. And but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't always like that though. Like that's <laughs> a very recent thing. Cause people were definitely like, why are you always watching people in Chinese or whatever? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, like if only I had the time to put you up on game, you little ignorant child. <laughs> I mean, and I'm I know. Still, yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to get caught up because I still didn't see it as some shit. It's just not for me. I, I've tried. I, I think that I've never heard somebody say that there's multiple genres of anime. Hmm. So maybe it's what it is. But it seems like the people do cos. I've seen people do cosplay of like cartoons, like uh, old cartoons that we grew up on, like Flintstones, or uh, uh, I've seen people do like um, like Street Fighters. You feel hmm. me? I don't you know. What I'm saying, seen it, but it's just like. <laughs> For those of y'all uh, listening and not watching, George just raised his eyebrow very skeptically, very suspiciously. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, and I think too, it's important because when I think of cosplay, I do automatically think of anime characters or think of, you know what I'm saying, that particular genre of it, but it's so much bigger than that. It's expensive than that. It's more, it's people who are just like, I like to transform myself into being the, the closest likeness to this character as possible. So it's dope um, to, to just see people take whatever they're really into and be like, I'm, I'm going to be that. Not just watch it, not just learn about it. I'm, I'm going to be that for a little while and see how we move with it. Um, it's honestly uh, amazing too. Like it's a huge confidence booster. So I get why people do it. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huge confidence booster. Can you can you can you go a little further and explain what you mean by that? Yeah. Like, about, like, so like, yeah. well, I think I think ultimately that's why we have concepts of things like alter egos. When you get to kind of put yourself in a different character, you can explore parts of yourself that otherwise you might not feel comfortable with. So I would say probably in general, I'm, I don't think I'm shy, but maybe I might not be always as like outward, but in some of my costumes, or like depending on how I'm dressed, whether it's like just going out to do something or dressed up in a really nice cosplay, I might feel more confident because I don't have, it's like, how do I explain? It's less high stakes, it's having fun. So you're able to just be yourself and not focus on the fact that, um, oh, how does my hair look? Or how do I personally feel about these things? You can just be something else for a little while, which can be really freeing in terms of not caring about the little things that might bother you otherwise. I mean, yeah, you get to take a, a piece of a break from being who you are and presenting as yourself. You know what I'm saying? Now you get to not be Sun He for a second. Like I know I'm this other person, I'm this other character addressing me as such. This is what I'm serving. This is what I have for you. And take it in. I mean, I and I this is I always think about this. I actually think about this a lot. Um, as somebody who grew up uh like just a very religious household, and then also uh, so I didn't get to celebrate Halloween a lot. So dressing up and being a character and doing like, I just, I didn't even have that context for life. So when I got to college and I was able to choose what I was doing on the 31st, I was looking at everybody else like, dang, you look like this is real. But I didn't, that spark is not in me. Like I can see the joy. Wait, in, that's crazy. You just unlocked the, the childhood memory, which is I didn't get to celebrate Halloween. I'd yeah, be at Halloween night in a pair of jeans. And then after a while, you too old to go Halloween nights. You just sit at the house like, well, um, oh, but you're never too old enough to cosplay, so maybe you need to get into the cosplay so you can dress up. <laughs> I don't know who I would be. Like, what do I serve? What are we doing here? It's it's it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. At 32, I feel like I just I, I, I feel like really at like 29, I just started having the appreciation for like sci-fi as a genre. Like I used to hate that shit. Like, uh, keep that on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like any of that really like, yes, scientific sci-fi movies, futuristic movies. Like I went into it. TV shows went into it. So now maybe I can't. I'm still not there. I, I be sometimes I be wondering what happened. Like my when I look at I look at people who do cosplay or dress up or in these different like subcultures that kind of the center of it is creativity and vulnerability and being open-minded. And I feel like I lost my like imagination. Like so I really do feel like that. Like, but I've always been like a very business like child. Like Koya Green was very much like I'd rather read about what's happening around the world. Or what's happening in national you know, international or national some shit. So all that yeah. Yeah, but you know what's crazy about that in terms of being like business minded? I know that like people probably follow Megan and they see her cosplays, but there is a whole world of just 
content creators who are famous for being black and cosplayers. So, you know, like people have found ways to take that creative aspect and also get those sponsors. Like there are so many like black girl cosplayers on, what is it, Twitch? I don't play video games, but yeah, they make money. So <laughs> it's possible to like put those- That's what I was, uh, was going to say. So uh, you just kind of tipped your, tip, tip, uh, mentioned and tip your hat toward this idea of a subculture. Uh, of black women specifically in cosplay and so i guess have you been able to build relationships build community do you talk to or interact with any of these people like on instagram on twitch on twitter like or like what is what is that to describe that world for us for people who just okay, like that's kinda, it's multi-layered so uh, for example i'm in a facebook group called um black otaku which is like a word for shut-ins who love anime or whatever <laughs> so i'm in a facebook group <laughs> i'm in a facebook group and i think that in one second drop that that language we, you know we learned yeah i'm about to say yeah say it again uh, otaku otaku yeah yeah so usually it refers to people who are like really obsessed with anime you know <laughs> okay um and that group is full of black people and mostly black women are in that group um so that's been pretty cool and sometimes we comment um we haven't done like any meetups or anything so in that type of way when i'm on facebook i usually do pay attention to that group on instagram it's harder to be friends with the um really famous black girl cosplayers because like what? That's too difficult. Like yeah. They're so famous. So I can't really reach out to them. As for personal life, because, you know, as I said, I really love this stuff. So I'm in the Dallas Anime Meetup Club, which is <laughs> which is a club that meets up in the area and they have like karaoke events or laser tag events and stuff like that. So I've met friends through that. Not a lot of them are black, though, but, you know, we, we do. I mean, but, you know, you know, I think that's so dope. And it's something, you know, that I think about a lot in terms of building adult friendships. It's hard, you know, and that's one of the biggest, hardest realities to come to. You realize how unique it is to be in a fixed space with 25, 30 other people, however big your college classrooms were, or even your high school classrooms. Like, you have manufactured friendships. Like, dog, we sit down by each other every day. You're not going to be my friend. You don't want to talk to me. Like, what's yeah. up? Then when you get to a professional world, it's like, I keep my business and your business completely separate. I don't, I don't, I don't care to make friends at my job. I have friends that I work with because of the nature of just life experience, time, proximity. But I don't go into that intention, making friends at, at work. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Like, nah, as, hell nah. as adults, we always got to kind of find new ways to go out and make friendship groups and find community and if build you know, roots somewhere. So it's so dope that, I mean, black or not, you're still able to find folks. You say, that's my dog. We do the anime. Yeah. And I, I've been trying to go to that specific event for a long time because I also love karaoke. Any of my friends will vouch for this. I'm a big karaoke fan. Mm -hmm. So what's, to have cause my go to song, ooh, it's either because I'm very dramatic, A Moment Like This by Kelly Clarkson or Lord. Lady Marmalade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> either or. The ambition, the ambition behind yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it was a cosplay karaoke event specifically. And seeing just a bunch of grown people dressed up in costumes, like singing songs was so, it was like, for some people, they might be like, y'all are too grown for that. No, that's what like, I would do though. But also I'm like, who cares? Like we're having so much fun. And also since we're of age, we can drink, it's fine. So it was yes. great. <laughs> like, that is the perfect combination of- That's what I do though. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and it's something that, at this stage in my life, I wish I was more carefree or whatever earlier. But like, but now I'm ready to kind of just be that person. I think I've had to be so serious and been the person that's been like, no, that's too much. For so long, I've definitely yeah. been a place in my life where it's just like, just loosen up and go kick it and put on something and go sing from the, you know, from the, your soul real quick and just come back home and move on from it. 
I mean, so that is motivational. Yeah, I can see that being the way. I, I, I can see that being the way that gets me into cosplay. Because even when you said that, it's like, yeah, I cosplay as uh Eddie from Tekken mm-hmm. and, and show up to, to to do some damn karaoke. You feel me? Dressed as mm-hmm. Eddie from Tekken. You feel me? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, so you could always start off small. I will say sometimes the cosplay community, they, they really go in, like they spend a lot of money and sell their own things. But you, I use thrift materials for the most part. Sometimes I do buy costumes, but I try to make it affordable. You can be creative and find ways to yeah. go and just enter. And if anybody judges you, that's probably not the anime community for you. Most people are pretty nice about it. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Fair. Well, I mean, tell me this then, Sahi, because... Cosplay. For there to be the need for like black women to have unique spaces for themselves or for various people to have mm-hmm. unique spaces, that then implies that you know maybe the mainstream cosplay culture is not as welcoming or as inviting to black folks. So, what barriers have you experienced or what resistance have you experienced, if any, uh, getting into this interest and kind of being down this lane? Or what have you observed, even if you haven't directly experienced it? Yeah, because thankfully I've been lucky. I haven't personally experienced a lot of things, but I guess if you get on like uh, Black anime TikTok or like, you know, these little spaces, there are definitely instances where people would be like, oh, such and such character isn't Black, but also such and such character isn't white. So like, (laughs) also such and such character is imaginary. So (laughs) what are you trying to say here? Um, And I cosplayers definitely go through that, whether they're like Black women specifically or Black men. Also, I mean, especially in some of the cosplays that I do. I don't know why, I just like it. I like gender bending characters. So mm-hmm. sometimes you might get pushed back in terms of that. Like, why are you dressing up like this guy character? Like, no, you don't need to do it. Why are you trying to make it look like girly or sexual or anything like that? So mm-hmm. sometimes people can be judgy about it, but for the most part, it seems like people are still gonna do what they do. And yeah. especially for a lot of the people I was talking about before who end up like cashing in on these cosplay opportunities and going to conventions and getting sponsored and all these things, they kind of let it roll off their back because they get money at the end of the day uh, and they're having fun. Yeah. So nice to just have everybody else kind of show that the comments don't matter, you know? Right on, right on. Um, I mean, and we feel free to kind of jump in and jump in here. I think uh, yeah. I, know, I know I know from TikTok from just yeah. hop on that. I know I've learned a lot about the I guess discrimination that happens in I guess the cosplay community. But for me being on TikTok, I know that most communities be like most of the world, fat phobic, transphobic, anti-black, colorists, whatever you see what I'm saying. So I know a lot of the content that's been viral from black content creators that have bigger followings on in cosplay. Because you know, sometimes you can be on the cosplay side of TikTok and your cosplay content that made it outside of cosplay TikTok. That's yeah. the shit that I've seen where it's like some random black girl got, you feel me, that they got a big following in cosplay, got a crazy spam comment section of them saying literally what Sonny just said, like, You're, that character isn't black, so you shouldn't, duh, 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 duh. or how dare you sexualize this character? That character is a man or boy, or does it's like, Yeah, and not to get all philosophical, but it really shows what people's default in terms of imagination is, because it's like in your imagination, you can't imagine something that's not white and straight and skinny and what like, (laughs) it's literally imagination and you cannot expand, which probably speaks more to them as opposed to you as a cosplayer. And I think once you start recognizing that, then, you know. I mean, it's the same intellectual shortcoming is what I guess call it in this moment that then triggers people to do blackface because they can't fathom the idea of taking a black character and presenting them without 
being actually black. Like, why the the, your, the the smoothness on your brain is concerning for me because there's not a reason why you can't be these characters and likeness in so many other ways. Work on your voice, work on your accent, get your outfit together, but you don't have to be black. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just the the, the confusion that a creation of people is often dumbfounded. Uh, what's up to y'all actually coming in in the comments too? I want to shout out, we had some Alaska in here. We had NYC popping up and through here. We got Jaleesa representing, I think Jaleesa down in Texas too. So just shout out to everybody who's sliding in the conversation. Jaleesa. Uh, Sunhee is uh, giving us the game about the cosplay world and some of her experiences. So y'all should definitely go back and check out this entire conversation um, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, running YouTube back, running Facebook back, because uh, we're getting a lot of gems. Uh, just kind of, I want to go back to and, and think about further what we were just talking about in terms of the frustration yeah. that a lot of people have um, in seeing characters that are different races, sexes, genders, bodies type, body types, from, uh, you know, representing certain cosplay characters. Because I think that is what also, we have these same conversations in mainstream art and media when various characters are trying to remake something or redo something and, you know, this princess can't be black or this particular character was always and it's just always so frustrating because you see a lot of talents of our time in terms of art miss great opportunities because they get criticized for you not being a race or being whatever version yeah, of you don't get the origination. Um, and I, I just in, in a time where we already lack so much creativity, like we've had conversations here on the Chop Up Show probably I think a year or two ago now about just the the lack of creativity in our culture. Everybody got to make a sequel or a third or a fourth or a fifth, and it's like or a reboot. You know what I'm saying? Or reboot. You know what I'm saying? Which, all right, whatever. Do what you want to do with the culture. But in terms of the different ways to approach it, maybe breathe a new life in. It looks like having characters that are not the exact carbon copy of the first time around really take a different approach or bring or invite different people into it. And so when I think about anime culture, you know, and I keep going back to Megan, because like I said, really, Megan and Sunny was my two examples of Black women in, in, in cosplay. I feel like um, I looked through your IG and found, you know, one of your first pictures you took, and y'all was like, make sure Megan see this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, we are receiving the same vibes of this transformative culture, you know, as possible. But it was just so cool that something I would have never paid. I'm not gonna lie, I just I feel like I'm too old for anime specifically and too old, which I I know for a fact it's not true, but just in my mind, the animation of it all. It's like you're too old to get into that, you're too late to get into it. I feel like anime seasons be having so many episodes and so many seasons that it's a commitment that I'm scared to make. Depends oh, no. on the anime. Sometimes they got 12. Correct me. And I'm gonna come back and ask you about that one in just one second, once I get this thought out. But when I see Megan and when I see Sun He, it's just my my reason to dip a pinky in. It's my reason to be like, I don't know a whole lot of whole about a whole lot, but Demon Slayer, yes, okay. Like uh Hunter X Hunter, all right, honey. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, am I saying the right things? It's because of y'all. It's because, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all have given me some type of anchor and some type of uh, hook to, to kind of pull in and I get into it. I don't know what. <laughs> Whatever uh, Meg had, had made a reference in a Suki Sushi. She, she made she made she made a reference. You're talking about her Sasuke lyric? Sasuke. Sasuke. Sasuke lyric. Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's, I, feel, it's I feel ignorant talking about it. <laughs> so if I sound ignorant, I feel it. I feel it too. Don't worry about it. I mean, but say this is why saying he is here to bring us a little bit closer. There's this assumption that black people is all walking around with the same form of reference with with anime, and I think she's doing a great job of proving that's not true. So let's go back to these twelve because we we got to round it out a little bit. Um, definitely have had some great insightful comments and, and, and opened up our exposure to a whole lot more of what's possible. 
But one of my closing questions for you is drop these 12 episode series that we need to be knowing about. Like if I want to get into it, maybe I want to animate, but I don't have any inspiration. Where can I, where can I start watching? Okay. So I, I can't remember the literal number of episodes, but I can remember kind of shorter ones because Hunter Hunter is very long. So maybe don't watch okay. that. Okay. Um, but for example, Titan, that's my other one that I heard of. Which one? Attack on Titan. I'm just oh, that, is also, that is also a little longer. Right now, it's 86 episodes. It's almost done, but it's very good. But um, so in terms episodes. of shorter anime, and maybe I'll go across genres to maybe mm -hmm. help out a little bit. So I was just talking to a friend about a philosophical one, and also what's called slice of life anime. So mm -hmm. instead of it being just fictional, uh, it has to do with people's just like daily lives. So think mm -hmm. of like a regular drama that you would watch on TV. Um, there's anime like that. So mm -hmm. I was talking about this anime called Violet Evergarden. If you want to cry a little bit, maybe that might be the anime for you. It's about it's about a girl who grew up as a soldier and didn't really learn a lot of emotions. Uh, and one of her dying friends says, I love you as they die. And she wants to figure mm -hmm. out what I love you means. That's what the entire show is about. Right? Oh, so, for example, that. It's deep. It's deep. Yeah, and it's also very beautifully animated. If you want to see some beautiful art, then I would highly recommend something like that. If you want to watch something that is a little funnier, um, although Japanese humor might be a little different, there's stuff like Psyche K. That's my personal favorite anime. It's on mm -hmm. Netflix. If you want to watch something that's sports related, um, this is probably the basketball anime that Kane was talking about. It's called Kuroko no Basket. That is mm -hmm. on Netflix. And it's about this guy who is fine being a shadow on his team if it makes his teammates better. And that's what the entire show is about. Um, what other things are short? Yeah, so he's about sh being a shadow to his teammates who are the actual light. So he's mm -hmm. known as a phantom man, you know? And it's like a really cool an anime because in sports animes, usually everyone's like, I want to be the best. But he's like, I want us to be the best, which is a very interesting concept. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things. And if you want to do fantasy, um, usually the fantasy ones are a little longer. But if you want to watch, like dip your toes in it, probably something like Demon Slayer is fine um, because there's only one season right now. And it's also mm -hmm. very beautifully animated. So those are just a couple of different references. Oh yeah, huh. the plot the plot behind Demon Slayer is that mm -hmm. this it's a world this is a fantasy one. This is a world where uh demons are running rampant and they're killing humans. Unfortunately, this boy comes home to his family murdered except for his sister who's been turned into a demon and he's trying to turn her back into a human. So that's what the entire series is about. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's the, um, the philosophical one? What's the philosophical one? Oh, another philosophical. Oh. Look, there's a lot of philosophical philosophical <laughs> Those are my favorite types. I'm gonna have to say either, ooh, someone put it, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, top tier, amazing. It is finished, it is beautiful, it's my favorite anime ever. But there's also this thing called Death Note. For Full Metal Alchemist, think of alchemy, changing things and converting things. Right. That anime is about these boys who went too far and tried to bring their mother back to life and now they have to atone for that mistake um, because it violates the principles of nature and you just can't do things like that so it follows their story um, as for death note it's about this high schooler who finds a notebook that belongs to demons if you write someone's name in it they die so since he mm -hmm. finds this notebook he has a choice is he going to act mm -hmm. like god or 
you know, be reasonable about it. And he decides to be a little unreasonable about it. So that's mm -hmm. what that one follows. <laughs> Shout out to LaShawn Pace. Rest in peace. If y'all know about her, she had, uh, a icon. She said the angels in heaven had signed my name. I don't need nobody else signing my name on that. Yeah, Jesus. I'm an angel. <laughs> my name. Don't put me down nowhere and I pop up there. I do not want to wake up dead. Um, yeah. This a lot. It's pressure. I love this though. For y'all uh, who are watching, I've been trying oh, to uh, keep y'all's comments and suggestions rolling on the screen at the bottom while son he has been breaking it down the uh, titles and a couple things for people listening. So hopefully we're all just kind of coming together and having a wealth of options to pick up from when we get into our, our, our anime game, which could lead to you and your own interesting cosplay. You never really know. You know what I'm saying? It could be, and maybe not, you know, in terms of going to conventions or having whole photo shoots. But maybe your next Halloween, uh, you know, costume could be found in some of these new interests that we have here. One more, because my mom is going, I haven't seen nobody say this one. One Punch Man. I think that was the one that I got into uh, the most into. And I was able to watch multiple episodes and be like, okay, eventually I fell off of it. But oh, if you if you loved, if you you liked One Punch Man, you'll probably like this show called Mob Psycho. Very similar, made by the same guy. Mob Psycho. Okay, I'm open. I'm, I'm here. My mind is open. You know, people like you give me an invitation to feel like, you know, yeah. I can find my place in it and maybe strike up a great conversation with somebody and not feel like such an outsider. The next time I feel the homies going back and forth about. But I got three random ass questions, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so what type of anime was Pokemon? Oh, Pokemon. OK, so. Um, this is a very popular. Also, sorry, I have we're we're preparing for the TOC, so my chat is going crazy. <laughs> we have um, so in anime, there's this thing called um, like there are actual Japanese genres. So there's shonen. I would probably classify as that. It's a anime that appeals to like uh, young boys or like uh, teenagers. So actually, a lot of really popular anime are classified as shonen anime because people like the action and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's probably what I would classify that. I might even say it's a little kiddier, um, but that could be me being biased because I've only seen old Pokemon. They still keep going, so I don't know what yeah. it looks like now. Yeah. So the last time I've seen it was when I was a kid, so. <laughs> how, about, how about Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z is the same type. I'm not gonna judge people who like Dragon Ball Z, but I'm not gonna comment on it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, no worries for it. Well, um, I definitely, if anybody has any uh comments or questions for Sunhe specifically before we start to sew this up, um, I definitely want you all to get into it. But Sunhe, I want you to uh real quick, and then you kind of mentioned some of these places in terms of where you've gone to find other black women or other black people in it. But if if we want to get into you know, the subculture, the conversations about it and see more cosplay on TikTok or on Instagram or wherever. Like, where should we be? Who do you follow? Like, if we, if we want to see what you see on your timeline, who should we be following in these different spaces? Okay, actually, I do have some recommendations, but also let me let this cat outside real quick. No problem. <laughs> let the cat do what the cat need to do. Um, we are briefly, after we finish talking about this, uh, going to kind of allude to some of the things happening in the Katanji, the Katanji Brown Jackson trial. We're not going to spend a lot of time having this conversation, but I know the plug did want to talk about it for a bit, and it's been a lot going on with that. So just to let y'all know for a second, after we get in talking about this anime, or not this cosplay conversation, rather, we're going to dovetail into that and call it good. But Sunhee is back, so uh, drop your rest. So um, if there was probably... So where I get my anime recs from is from this YouTube channel. Um, it's called Vinnytube. 
it's uh, i forget how it's spelled though vinny tube yeah like his name is vinny or something i don't know um but he has some great recommendations and the reason that i follow this youtube though is because he um he oh my goodness this cat is so distracting <laughs> he actually shows the videos so you can see what this anime is like um before you end up watching it which seems like a little uh, that might be a better introduction to people. So that way you have an idea of what you're looking at and he shows you the plot points and everything. Um, otherwise, I would probably say you can literally look up Black Cosplay on Google or Twitter or TikTok or Instagram and you will find them. I promise you, <laughs> you will find them and you can really branch out from there, see who people are following and go from there. I know like one person that comes to mind, I think her name is Cutie Pie, Cutie Pie senpai or something like that she's so cute and so fine but yes you should follow her um if anything but yeah there's a lot of awesome black cosplayers out there doing stuff if my account was public i would say follow me but uh no <laughs> oh you're muted i'm muted what i was gonna say is being a teacher you know you definitely got to be especially in high school a little bit more protective over how people are finding you because I mean, the kids get, it's just, it's messy. It's a messy, messy yes. world. So some people ask like, where can we find you? And uh, Sun Heat is unlocatable right now. However, um, I might, I think if it's okay, Sun Heat, and if you have, I know you said you did a photo shoot. I want to make sure we post some of the, some pictures that you really like of some cosplay experiences that you had when we uh, remind people where they can go back and listen to the rest of this episode or go catch up with it. So we're going to make sure, y'all, this is a good time. If y'all not following our Instagram, get your life. Um, go to uh, the Chop Up Show at the Chop Up Show, Show at the Chop Up Show, um, and make sure you're following us on Instagram so that you can uh, go back and run back some of this conversation with Sunhee if you need to. If you can see some of her cosplay in action, I'm trying to stay tapped in. We're gonna make sure that you have some of that uh, business. Uh, Spooky said, "Is it Vinny Tube? Is that what it is down there? Does that look yes. familiar?" To you? <laughs> yeah, and he's awesome show. because he'll do like top ten fight scenes from the past season because also anime has seasons for like when they get released or if he's like if you want to follow along weekly he'll be like here are the best projected animes that are coming up in summer 2022 so you get like a nice you know whole look at everything and you can decide what actually picks your piques your interest absolutely okay. absolutely well anything he you want to share with the people talk to the people about say to the people as we wrap up yeah, this conversation want to leave with the folks. right because we debunked it right the gotcha about black people don't is that black people do and so he is proof that black people absolutely are in the world of uh, cosplay, uh, really turning it up and that they are doing that as a connection to uh, uh, fields like anime or lanes like anime, but so much more. So, so he uh, going out, just what's your last comments? What's your last thoughts to the people? Yeah, I would probably start off by saying um, don't do things just like don't stop yourself from doing things just because you think other people will think they're childish. Like mm. there's so many things that we rob ourselves of in terms of joy because we care too much about what other people think. You're literally watching a TV show, relax, it's fine. Mm. <laughs> um, the <laughs> other thing that I would probably say is that if you actually are interested in like getting into anime and you wanna try things out, maybe try Googling things like anime, rom-com, anime sports, anime, whatever you're interested in. So then you can go ahead and do that. It's fine for you to have a new outlet and it's fine to not know anything. Um, and yeah, I think that would probably be my closing thoughts. I hope that I introduce people to something new, especially some of the less popular animes, um, cause like, yes, Demon Slayer is great, but also things like Violet Evergarden are great too. So 
Absolutely. I mean, if I can say anything, you know, even if you find that cosplay is not your lane, you are normal, you are fine with your regular everyday attire and you don't have to do all that. Just be more open minded to people who do cosplay. Like I did. Stick a pinky in there and look through the thread real quick. Pay attention to the conversations and just see what black people's doing and what they're up to. Um, now having recognized that, you know, you never know. Your, your local high school teacher could be out here. All of the anime, like you just never know. You no, don't know. even know. Hey. Literally on my lunch breaks, just constantly watching shows. Yeah, yeah, that's what life is about. You know what I'm saying? Sneaking the episode in. It's running your light off. Okay, real quick, put a pin in that. I want to transition over to the confirmations of Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. Uh, future, hopefully, um, um, confirmed uh, 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 Supreme Court justice. And goodness, she's been in the hot seat in a lot of interesting ways. We've seen her. And I don't want to get too deep into this conversation because it's a lot that could be said. But real quick, on our way out, what y'all been, what's, have y'all been watching? Have y'all been paying attention? What have you surmised from this experience? What's your pulse on uh, what's happening with the Senate conference? I'm sorry, the Supreme Court confirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson. So... I know definitely as a debate coach, I should be keeping up with it. But personally, I have not because I can't handle watching it. I'm also a very anxious watcher. Doesn't matter what I'm watching. Mm -hmm. If it's if there's a potential things could go wrong, I kind of don't want to watch it or struggle. Um, and that's just how it is with black women trying to do anything on very high levels. There's always the potential of things going wrong. So when I see these headlines of like people asking her interesting questions because i gotta be careful i don't have political views as a teacher y'all right, exactly. um, interesting questions that kind of makes me feel like i don't want to see that in real time i'd rather just see the memes and maybe chuckle about it and move about my day um but i've also been seeing some really beautiful things as well like that great picture of her and her daughter um so you know who knows what's going to happen but i definitely have mixed feelings about it and have not been keeping up as much as i would like to <laughs> Real quickly before you go, the views and perspectives uh, expressed on the Chop Up show on this episode and others do not re reflect what son he feels personally. So don't be trying to attach nothing that we talk about here yeah, with nothing that's going on. That's a lie. And she's just here for this time to talk about cosplay. She's not accountable for any of it, the other things we've ever talked yeah, about on the Chop Up show. Ever. The definitely. Uh, for me, I, I watched yesterday. Yesterday, I watched a lot of. I watched about like probably like an hour and a half. Two. I feel like I watched about yeah, about an hour and a half, maybe a bit. Um, it was very interesting. It's it's uh it's funny that the same people that say critical race theory not needed and victimization <laughs> is bad and all this shit about snowflakes is melting <laughs> down about anti racist baby books and asking her about if she could. I seen live this man asked uh, so do you think you could judge fairly a catholic it was like fam so you playing victim you playing victims for lip you come on now and, and just seeing like on social media a lot of the uh like conservative content creators or using their old crazy dog whistles you know what i'm yeah. saying be mindful who we yeah. gonna be you know what i'm saying I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say what i want to say they're using particular dog whistles to denigrate how qualified she is so there are multiple people that say that she only got the nominee because she is black and because she is woman and it's just mm -hmm. funny because it's like hey she has more accolades and experience than all of the sitting judges right now on, you feel me so to me in closing it's like you see that the the goalpost and the ruler and how we measure 
what it means for a black woman to get to a space and place, it's always to me trivialized on some nonsense, some shenanigans. Like, oh. And then, by the way, I said I called you the plug because I always complain y'all's names, but you are absolutely consciously. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't even. I'm so tired. I ain't even getting this. Like, <laughs> if you heard it, but you know what? I know who you're talking to. You're talking to me. I, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to you, black man. Um. I think, you know, my kind of take on it is similar to y'all in the sense that I haven't been overwhelmingly invested in it. However, I have caught things. I was in the car on the way to the gym and on the way back because, you know, these confirmations are all day long. Um, So I caught uh, what has been highly criticized now and publicized with Ted Cruz in his attempt to berate her on the stand about the uh, all what is this? the baby, the anti-racist baby book, which, by the way, is now a bestseller. I think he him talking shit about the book and asking her questions about a book she ain't had nothing to do with writing or public publishing from Ibrahim X. Kennedy is now like a New York or like a Google or Amazon bestseller. Amazon number one. Number one on Amazon Here's, right now. Because you, he said I already that. had my poppy. So <laughs> <laughs> they asked all them dumbass questions about this anti-racist baby book. That's what I think it was no, he called said, anti-racist yeah, he baby. Said, he, said, he said, are babies racist? <laughs> and it was like, the look on her face was like, <laughs> um, I didn't write that book. Wait, yeah. that's, I've never that's studied. Funny. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to my students about it and I was like, I don't know if I could have sat through that type of questioning because it, it shows up on my face. So yeah. if I heard a question like that, I'd be like, <laughs> I, mean, I would have to laugh. I, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? And I think, I mean, she, you know, he had tried to drive it home by leaning on the fact that she was on, she's on like some school, some private school, by the way, which is not the public education that you're trying to go after. He would probably support private school education. His kids probably get private school education. So she's on the board of a private school, but she's like, even still, if that's on the suggested reading list, or if any of these books that you're talking about with CRT are on their suggested reading list, as a board member, I, I am not connected with what's in their curriculum. I handle about funding. I make sure that, you know, the lines and the rules and the obligations that we have are in alignment with the Board of Education. Like, I don't know what board members do, but it ain't that. She was like, I don't do that. So what are we even really talking about here? And so literally CRT is not involved. I haven't studied it. And it hasn't come up at me having to to do my job. And it was like, bam. And then the other thing was like, so hold on. Y'all really trying to press her buttons, trying to get her to go off. So y'all really trying to get her to see herself as being unpoised, but you let pissy Brent Kavanaugh come up here and have a full-on meltdown, and he still y'all y'all didn't question his integrity, you didn't question his ability to be poised, you didn't even question his. The last I want to say the 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 pedo thing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I say that because you know YouTube will play with me on the on the thing, but how they tried to trivialize the sentencing on that part, and it was like yeah. you. For me, as a debate coach, and as somebody, you know what I'm saying, and I also know people be playing double speakers, like, hold on, you're purposely asking her questions about some complex thing because, you know, the general public doesn't have the information specifically when it comes to sentencing about that specifically. So you're mm-hmm. purposely sensationalizing shit, half-truths and things that's like, not only cherry picking, sensationalizing in a facetious way, like you lying, like you you capping, you yeah. you putting capping your rap to ask me these questions <laughs> to mislead the people to make it like I just be letting you know what I'm saying predators off, like yeah, the 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 and so the inconsistency of it. It's been the, the two people, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Colbert, they've sentenced people with less time as well. 
lower than the federal thing for the same yeah. thing. You feel me? Yeah. But then he was like, what? And, and then they asked Ami Colbert, do you know when, like, do you know the five freedoms? The freedoms. <laughs> Shorty didn't know. Yeah. They, 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 they asked him. The freedom of speech and the freedom of religion and the freedom they, of Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, what here's, here's the one she forgot. The freedom to fucking protest. When dumbasses <laughs> like you get in positions and we don't think you should be there, we should be free to show up and be like, your ass is unqualified because she was absolutely unqualified. Like, how convenient is it that you forget the one thing Never been a judge. For us to clearly articulate, we're not here for you. Never been a judge. So the irony of them being like Kentaji Brown Jackson Jackson Brown is a is a is a is a is a is a, is, a, is, a, is a affirmative action. Yeah, Red Cobb I can get accused of assault, and he can go, he can cry and say, "How dare you ask me that?" Y'all can push push this woman on her religion. So, what's your religion, uh, son? He when the last time you been to church? <laughs> so, are you Protestant or are you Catholic? Oh, you you Protestant. So, would you be able to judge fairly a Catholic? I know I say victimization is wrong and victim mentality is wrong, but would you victimize a Catholic for being Catholic? Would you? Would Honestly, you? my favorite game at this point is when my uh, students or anybody else tells me something happened during the hearing, being like, is this real? Or is this right. fake? Something that we would see on SNL or on a movie. So when you was a public defender, did you defend a Guantanamo Bay prisoner? It's like, sir, do you know how law works? Do you know as a public defender, <laughs> I don't get to pick and choose who I defend? They 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 assign me somebody. So what you're telling me is because I did my job as a public defender, because you know our constitution say everybody supposed to have a right to counsel, but apparently, you feel me? If you ain't want time to obey, fuck your unalienable rights. Yeah. Uh, and what's crazy too is Amy, Amy, and by the way, I think I giggle every time you say Amy Colbert because it's like you almost gave her Stephen Colbert's name. And you feel it's just Amy, Amy Colbert. Man. This lady name is Amy Colbert. But the thing about her is I hate that we are questioning and cherry picking the shit out of Katandri uh, Brown Jackson's record when Amy Coney Barrett wasn't even a judge. She ain't got no record. She ain't got no record. Asked about. We ain't even we can't even figure out to get a post on the direction of your decision making skills because you didn't even do that job. But you wanted to hire you the one of the highest judges in the land. Like the math never math. This is why I'm not surprised, and I'll close it out and round it out here because I want y'all to pay attention. We've been watching a lot of the you know means of her different facial expressions and how she's been grilled and how she's been treated. But I think the 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 thing that speaks the most volumes is Senator Mitch fucking McConnell. Um, who made it very clear today? He made it. He released a statement this morning that was like, "I was uh, intended. I went into this con- confirmation with an open mind, but now I will not and cannot uh, confirm Katandri Brown Jackson based on the information of this, this, and that." Nigga, you did not, look, Mr. Turtle Man. You did not go into this conversation planning on doing right by nobody there. You and all your people, you and Ted Cruz, Mr. Go do you know who I am? Actual constituents, like nigga, y'all do. You did. You you, you had no intention. I'm giving this woman a fair shake. You are all about turnabout is fair play. You saw the resistance everybody had to Brett Kavanaugh and to uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and you like, it's just my turn. And I'm about to act the ass and do whatever, but I'm going to do it and pretend like I'm on the right side of right and on the upside of good faith and, and go in here and, and make these little statements. And it's like, nobody believes you, my dude. Like, I just, that those comments really alluded to me, just the fakeness that's, that's going into this confirmation. And I mean, I, I don't see them having enough clout or power to overturn the very obvious 
qualifications this woman has without there being just a huge outcry from even probably their own constituents. Like she got to this point because she has uh, interest and has uh, uh, support across the aisle. So just because some of the heavy hitters in these conversations are not really for her, I don't think that's enough to overwhelm the support that she's going to have to get confirmed. Um, but watching it happen, like son, he started off this conversation saying, looking away and not even because watching it happen is just so painful. And so it's such a dirty, murky, just, you know, just like Cory Booker, and y'all have mentioned in his comments here, you know, Cory Booker has said in his comment that has been, you know, viral, you know, when I look at you, I see my mother and I see my cousins and I see, and I do, I see how I would imagine yeah, my mama gets treated at work. I, get, I see how my cousins and it like, and it's just like, ugh, like it's a painful reminder of how our people get, get treated on the stand. And so um, this is still developing, you know what I'm saying? There, the confirmation is still going on. So we might have some more things to come in and talk about. I know the plug really wanted to be a part of this conversation tonight, uh, but his tech was kind of messing up. So we'll let him pick it up and run with it, run with it should we come back full circle to it. Uh, but something to keep our eyes on is Women's History Month. Uh, we, you know, always talking about Black women. You know, here on the Chapo Show, we have a nuanced understanding of things like representational politics and what it means to have a Black woman on the Supreme Court. Because, you know, it ain't all easy peasy. You know, we're just not going to get into all of that right now. Um, there are still questions and conversations we have to have about you being a fixture of the USFG. And, you know, the government that has a lot of baggage to it. But we're not going to get into that baggage right now. Instead, we're just going to acknowledge the fact that this Black woman is making some strides. Uh, that she is prevailing over heavy and intense criticism. Um, and it's something to see as we watch this thing unfold. Uh, shoot, I don't even know. We can't really call that a chop. <laughs> but just a quick conversation in terms of what's going on. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn it over to Lee. Anything you want to tell the people before we get up out of here, brother? Uh, man, education is elevation. I hope that y'all go explore and, and, and navigate how black people are present and existing in cosplay spaces. Uh, you know, other, yeah. other, other, other than that, you know, how, I guess how we, how we start the show, we, we try to end it that way. Uh, let's see, I'm finding, finding, uh, he ain't got his glasses on y'all. You gotta give him a moment. He's looking, he's looking hard. Hey, and, and, and so listen, if I pick the wrong one, I'm gonna play another one. <laughs> <laughs> Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. In the center console. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. In the center console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In the city.